You're listening to Splinters of Jade, a Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game actual play podcast using the D&D 5th edition source book Adventures in Rokugan. I'm your game master, Chris Garvey. My name is Bill Richardson. I will be playing Shoshiro Ren. I am Bren Thorson. I'll be playing Yogo Otame. Both pronouns are they, them. I'm Steve Bartlemy. I will be playing Bayushi Aikore. I'm Shay. I'll be playing Soshi Shapai. Guess he, him. Hello, and I'm Robert Denton III, and I will be playing Yogo uh, Kyoko, she, her. So we open up and the vision around our characters is a little blurry as we look at them. It focuses in on the library room and now we can see a character who's been invisible. So she's Shapai. Shapai has observed uh, Yogo Otome going into the room, collecting some scrolls and then leaving again and the sounds of combat can be heard outside in the hall. All right. Well, uh, seeing as one of my esteemed associates has gotten what they deem important out of here, and it is by the sounds of combat, things are going south. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I've been really appeasing, you know, the air commie and everything, but I think it's time to call a little bit of cinders and give my fire commie some love. And I'm just going to... Uh, just start a happy little blaze while I'm invisible, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sneak out. Excellent. <laughs> Gotta give them hungry little fire commies something to eat, and sensitive records seems a good a good meal. Are you using a prayer to get the fire started, or are you using like flint and steel? Oh, no, I'm using uh, called cinder, so I will be, uh, for zero favor, uh, call upon the flame spirits to create or extinguish fire in your environment. Uh, if you choose to create fire, make a ranged evocation attack against a creature and object. If, uh, da da da, just a second. Alternatively, you can use this evocation to create or extinguish a small fire without rolling such as uh, quickly lighting a set of torches within range. Okay, so you don't have to roll for this. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna tell my little like feast little friends. All right. So as you escape, are you going to join into this combat? Or uh, are you going to further explore? Because now all of the doors are unguarded. There's one guard inside the medical area and then two guards in combat. The one inside the medical area, he's ready. He's just standing guard in there. Well, I'm going to take the path of least resistance and go to the unguarded door. All right. So there's a couple rooms you can choose from. There's the rooms that were guarded. Mm -hmm. uh, plus there is a tea room that you could go into. Ah. <sighs> I guess I should go to one of the ones that were previously guarded. So it's like a, it's the center one and one to the center one was on guard or was guarded previously, right? 
the the very centermost room in the first. So it's the stairwell, guarded mm-hmm. room, library, guarded room, tea room, guarded room, stairwell. Okay. Um. Then yeah, we'll go to uh, go to that center one. We'll just we'll go shift over a little. Whoop. To the next door over. All right. Uh, go ahead and do a quick perception roll for me. All right. Let me. So that is. Okay, this is going to be a good one. So it's a base 17 plus. What is my perception? It is a uh, 21. Hey. All right. So. Go ahead, tell me what you're doing in the room, and I'll tell you what you find. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be casing the place, uh, making sure not to touch or bump things, because experience tells me that when you're invisible, draws attention to you. Uh, so there are some scrolls on a small table, a tatami bed, uh, a chest uh, that could be opened. It's not locked. You see an oni mask and a rice, or not a rice, a straw coat on the wall. All right, I'm going to take a peek inside the chest, if that's okay. Making sure not to touch it with my bare hand, as, you know, old Cooney training coming in handy. So you see some elaborate kimonos in there. You take note that. The one on top, it is got red trim, but it's mostly orange. Okay. And uh, has some Phoenix embellishments to it. Okay. Okay. So these are kind of things. These are garb for the ritual. All right. Then I guess I'll take a peek at the scrolls and uh, before I opt to do uh, something zany and stupid. So the first scroll you come to, it reads like a spell, but you just get this nasty feeling from it in general. Okay. It talks about how one can become invincible from mundane attacks. So... Swords cannot kill them, even if they are hacked to pieces. Lightning cannot kill them, even if struck directly. But they must remove their own heart, place it within an egg. Place that egg within a duck. Place the duck within a rabbit. And place the rabbit within a chest. Okay. Make a mental note to set any rabbits I find inside chests on fire. Then I'm going to take that scroll. Is there any, is that the only scroll that had something pertinent? That's the only one that seemed important to you. There other scrolls seem just very mediocre. Okay. I'm going to put the scroll inside the chest and I'm just going to call a cinders those all together. And then I'm going to take the uh, actually, I'm also going to throw the little straw shaw in there as well, because kindling and I am going to I'm going to take the Oni mask with me. That seems fun. Okay. 
right. As you leave the room, <laughs> we catch up to where we left off in the last episode. One of the guards is facing one of is facing Otome. The other is facing a shadow clone of Otome. Uh, Ren and Iakore are at the top of the stairs, having just dispatched one of the guards. Go ahead and roll initiative. This everybody or just uh, just Shay? Just Shay. I've got the rest of you where you were. All right. Because I don't remember. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. That is a nine. Okay. Back in combat, Atome is battling one of the guards. So it is your turn in initiative. Okay. Okay. So this is the thing I have been debating all week. I have some crucial information. Yes, you do. Every Scorpion player instinct and Shinobi instinct is telling me to run and try and get this information to the clan any way possible. That is the correct instinct. Yes, I know. So is, uh, yes, but I'm going to uh, do my little disengage. Is your is your worry that uh, in your in so doing, you're going to let them get away with whatever they're doing? No, it's it's also my RPG instinct. You know, don't split the party. <laughs> so it's like these two two forces are, are battling in me right now. Like, now, if Ren had been able to get the information, he would have said, "Bye, guys," and he'd be heading back to Scorpion Lands to bring back the information. Friends. For what it's for what it's worth, there are several fires in the building at the moment. So oh, okay. the situation's going to take care of itself here soon. Yeah, friend. Yeah. We all knew coming into this, our characters were going to die. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I'll just I was about to say, I'll hold them off. You get that out. Okay. So um, don't let my death have been. I'm going to go ahead and use my ninja disengage. And do I actually have, uh, which is that, whatever nimble thing, whatever nimble does, spend it's fifteen. Nimble. Feet. Yeah, you move fifteen feet and. Uh, let me actually get to it because I have it held. Yeah, spend um, 15 feet and force an opponent to make an intelligence save or become yeah. disoriented. Yeah. More likely they will make these saves because, well, they're, they're better than us. They're, they're so OP. They're very overpowered. This yeah. is. So uh, yes. I will attack with my shadow on uh, that one. And basically, I'm spending my action to dash to get like an additional 30 feet movement down the stairs. Oh, you're going down the stairs. Yes, I'm trying to get out. Okay, there are windows. Yes, but I don't have anything... Well, my athletics kind of sucks, and I don't know what your rule is on um, climbing. So, do you to survive the um, fall damage? (laughs) Yeah. Like, how high are we up again? Like, how many D6 will I take? Jump out the window. Five D6. Yeah. Nine D6. 
uh, I believe it's uh, 1d6 per 10 feet. Yeah. So it's uh, 5d6. 5d6. Okay. So I'll, I guess I'll go out the window and just, just take that. That it'll knock me down, but it won't knock me out. I don't think. You won't. But my shadow will attack. Yeah, that's a miss, probably. That's uh, 16, I think. That misses. Yeah, okay, so shadow misses, but the shadow stays. Then I go out the window because I have to perceive my shadow in order to have it do anything. So my sh- I'll move my shadow in front of the window to block everybody. Okay. And go out the window. The guard takes a swing at for a free strike against the shadow clone yep shadow is a character in the scene yes and we'll hit okay um i don't know if i get to know the damage before i take it choose to take it or not uh so how much damage were these guys dealing before quite a bit decent amount yeah i'll tell you what i'm gonna, have, it, I'm gonna have my shadow because these are magical weapons right no the, oh. Uh, oh yes yes these are the okay, ones that okay. cause extra bleeding yeah yeah because magical weapons are basically and light are the only things that can harm my shadow according to the rules uh so i'm just gonna have my shadow dissipate and rejoin me as i fall down okay you land with a heavy thud and roll on the ground a bit. You take 25 damage. Ow. I rolled very well. Ow, that, that hurt. Um, I'm at 44. I'm basically at ha- almost half my hit points. Okay, and then I'll start booking it to the tr- path we took earlier. Yeah. You'll have to wait till your next turn for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shasuro Ren, take your bleeding damage. Well, there goes half the remaining hit points I had. Welcome to my world. Three. So I'm now at three hit points. You can do this. I believe in you all. So what do I see around me? Roll a perception, and I'll tell you how much you see. Uh, where's my perception? Because there's a lot going on. Twelve. All right. So you see two guards. They've just been disengaged in by Otome, and you saw Otome bug out. Is there anyone near nearby? Uh, you are really close to Iakore. Okay, I was, should say, are there any of the enemy nearby? Not terribly nearby. Because I'm assuming that if uh, they bugged out, they've got the information, so it's time to bug out as well. And, well, I'm going to try and bug out, but uh, medicine is an action, isn't it? To yes, try it and is. Slop the bleeding. I'm going to try doing medicine on myself to see if I can stop the bleeding. Actually, no. Screw it. 
are any of the guards with their back to me? Yes, guard number two, who has no uh, extra conditions, has their back to you. Do any of them have conditions? One of them should have made a s- intelligence saving throw, is it, Buell? Uh, I believe so. Intelligence save. I was engaged with me. Just just in case. He's probably going to pass it anyways, but whatever. Yeah, but the save will be 8 plus your proficient bonus. 11. 8 plus proficient bonus plus dex modifier. Yeah, that's a fail. So that one's disoriented or distracted or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, okay, so they do have a condition then. They have okay. a condition. Uh, he is disoriented and cannot make opportunity attacks until the end of your next turn. So I am going to. Since he's had a condition on him, I'm going to attack him. Basically, Ren's going to die. He doesn't. It's like whatever you can do to help uh, get out of there. Come on. Oops. Uh, yeah, twenty-one. Twenty-one will hit. Yay! Now to remember what I need to roll. So, d six plus. I want to say it's three d four. Yeah, since they've only got one condition, it's three d four. Oh, nice. 16. All right. 16 damage. I said then Randall moved to make sure that he cannot be flanked as much as possible. All right. Uh, The guard that is not in combat. Uh, takes four bleeding damage. Uh, they have their sword drawn. I'm going to roll a perception check to see if they notice the fire. They notice the fire. What in heavens is going on? And he runs to the library first, which is a bigger fire. And you can see him just trying to pat out the fire so he is distracted in there the other guard is disoriented he has just been attacked but he's going to swing at Jasura Ren okay and I will assume a 20 will hit Nah, it's way too high. Yeah, this is a roll under system, right? Roll under. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Ren dies. Yes. Aww. We're using Thacko. <laughs> yeah. We cut over to the bodies of the Chimmy. Ground scorched. We do a rack focus into a tree branch and a single leaf breaks off and falls to the ground. By the way, what was the damage? Uh, nine. Uh, 
I rolled he's, a two. Yeah, he's only dead by six. <laughs> That's not so bad. All right, Soshi Shippai, you are still invisible. What are you going to do this round? Well, uh, I know I'm getting to the tail end of my invisibility, so I am uh, taking an assessment of the situation, seeing some of my esteemed comrades have already vacated this situation. I'm going to re-up my Mask of Wind, uh, but now I'm going to start pulling out, uh, you know, my reservoirs here. So I'm going to use Illusionary Artifice to gain a bonus favor equal to my Intelligence modifier. Uh, so that'll give me five. Uh, because I'm using an air illusion, I can use my elemental alignment to get 1d3 extra favor. So I rolled a three, so that'll net me two. So I'm going to use it to uh, cast this, let's see, as an action. Uh, I'm going to use it to make me invisible. That's using up three of my seven. And then... I'm going to use four remaining favor to dramatically extend the effects of the evocation for its duration to become one hour. And I'm going to just scuttle my way down the stairs again. Okay, so we'll pick up with you going downstairs. Iacore. Okay. So I'm facing two guards. One of them just cut down uh, Ren, correct? Yes. Okay. Using the ninja trick Shower of Kunai. Going to attack both of them. Uh, 26 on one. That'll hit. And 19 on the second. That'll just hit. Okay, um, they take 1 die 6 plus 6 dirty damage, and they suffer bleeding. So they get uh, 7 points of damage. They are bleeding. Uh, and as a free action, I'm going to challenge the um, one of them. Uh, does not matter which one. Come face your death. I rolled very high. He is going to accept your challenge. <laughs> okay. And this is the one that's not fa fighting, Was did not just cut down Ren. Okay. And uh, that's my turn. All right. All right, so for this combat, I'm going to be messaging, because I can't message Steve this time. Uh, I, I'm just looking through here, trying to find people. All right. Uh, Bren, I'll be messaging you, if that's all right. Okay, I will get my messenger up. All right, this will be in Discord. Oh, this is Discord? Yeah. I will get my Discord up. <laughs> All 
right, so we make our bids here. So I have just made my bid. I just put down my bid. All right. Uh, looks like you're actually... Five. Chris bid five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're. we're going... I'm going first. Okay. Those are actually D8s, not D6s. I have a, a special ability called Edge of Fear. Uh, danger dice assigned to opponents are D8s. D10s if the opponent is afraid of me. All right. Well, they're not currently afraid of you. All right, so you'll actually be facing the one that just cut down uh, Ren because the other one is fighting the fire. Okay. Because I forgot to write one note. All right, so uh, they act first, and then you'll act during your regular uh, turn. Okay. So he takes his first swing. My AC is, uh, let's see, uh, 21, because I'm in the duel. All right. I just got a 21. Okay. So the first hit, second miss, third hit. Okay, this is going to hurt. I rolled terribly. Uh, 18 damage. 18 damage. So. Yay for bad rolls. <laughs> so 37 total. I'm at. Yeah, as he hits you, you feel this pull to your soul a bit, as if something is funky with the sword. Yeah, of course. All right. Okay, my attack. Uh, yeah, we'll just put you up here, top of the round, this, and then we'll okay. do the rest of the round as normal. Okay, first attack, rolling with disadvantage. That's a natural one, so no. Uh, so second attack. Uh, see, the 26th that will hit. Yep. Fourteen damage. All right, fourteen damage. The other oh, and I need to roll his bleeding damage, didn't I? Oh wait a minute, he's suffering one condition, correct? Yes. Oh, so let's see. He's bleeding. Add six more damage to that. I forgot to roll those. I rolled really well. All right. The guard fighting the fire takes his bleeding damage. And just he's continuing to fight and start to is starting to put stuff out in the first room. The guard that's been guarding the medical wing looks over 
the heir's room is on fire as well and runs in there and starts to put that out so nobody's guarding the center so she shippai you are headed down the stairs yeah um just gonna keep heading down uh around the base of that pit do i remember would i remember of seeing like you aren't that far okay and i'm gonna keep making my way there because i assume that's where structural beams would be so you get to the second floor and your way is blocked by three guards. They seem much more low level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are just armed with woodworking tools. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, Ninja jump over them. <laughs> Mess them up. <laughs> A little bit. I'm going to... Are they just like, are they shoulder to shoulder or can I like kind of attempt? They're shoulder to shoulder. Okay. And they're taking up the whole hallway? Yes. They're blocking the whole base of the stairs. All right. All right. Then let's see. Uh, what do. Oh, okay. Um,. All right, so, oh, all right, I'm going to hold doing my move, so I'm going to kind of stay where, like, kind of that turn of the stairs, and I'm going to attempt, let's get to the page where I have my evocation for it, that's going to be a surge of air, uh, so I can do this one for zero, unfortunately, we're well, are we in a mountainous region at high altitude? Yes, you are. Oh, excellent. Okay, so I'm going to do a surge of air. I'll net two bonus favor because of our altitude. Um, I can, for one favor, make it a multi-target evocation attack. Uh, the effect of this evocation is that you create a pillar of air launching yourself in a direction of your choice, moving, moving as if you had a flight speed of 30 feet. If you do not end this movement on solid ground, you fall the remaining distance to the ground. Uh, and can I like, can I just like airbender blast myself over them? Was there a roll? You have to do a roll for that, right? Uh... I, instead of making a multi-target evocation attack, the effect of this evocation is that you create a pillar of air launching yourself uh, 30 feet in the air of your choice, so it doesn't tell me to. I'll let you airbender yourself over it, but I'm going to make you roll for landing. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so would it be acrobatics to... Yes, acrobatics. Okay. All right. So that's okay. Yes. Yeah, so it, it will be acrobatics. All right. Uh, and that's a 16. All right. You do land, but you land with a bit of a thud. Okay. Which gets the guards attentions and they're walking now walk uh, on their turn. They'll walk away and start investigating. Okay. Uh, do I still have my movement then? Uh, no, that took your movement. Okay. Okay. Works for me. 
and it is now their turn. So they're they're looking around trying to figure out what made that thump sound since you are invisible. Uh, for what it's worth, I believe it does use my if they're going to try to find me, the save DC will be 17 because I think it pulls my spell save D, uh, DC. All right. The first guy rolled a two. Second guy rolled a nine. Third guy rolled a four. You hear that? Yeah, I heard that. What do you think it is? I don't know. It's just a cat. A cat? Meow. Mountains. All right, and with that, we get to the top of the round. So I'm going to send my number over to Bren. All right, my number is sent and locked in. My number is sent. I got a f- bid to five. And Chris bid three. Okay, so I, I so get- you got some mind games going on now. So I got three danger dice. Yeah, so I get three to att- three extra dice in my damage against you here. Okay. First attack, only with disadvantage. And I don't think a 13 hits. No, it definitely does not. Okay, second attack. Let's let's try and end this. Dawn's Grace Strike. I got five focus to pour into this. Uh, weapon attack against a creature in range. Adding additional amount equal to the focus spent on the attack. So... 27, I think that'll hit. That hits. Okay, so... I'm spending all the, all his danger dice. So... Let's see. So that's just the four. Yeah, four die eight. Plus two die six. Uh, two die four, I mean. Plus a die ten, because it's two-handed. See. Don't forget the two the the merciless strike damage too. I know. I, I rolled that, so that's forty-three. Alright, you take a decent chunk out of him. Still standing. Okay, so that was my second attack. And I'm out of tricks. Alright. Uh, he takes his bleeding damage, which is the only thing I forgot to roll in this last one. So that's two more damage. Uh, all three of his strikes do hit you. Uh, so he's really focused in. He's just swinging with precision and deals 54 damage as he cuts across you. His, his final strike strikes through me. Um, dissipating uh, as as if he was cutting through smoke. All right, the last strike was uh, sixteen damage. Well, I'm doing this narratively because okay. all that all that damage uh, does. But his last strike strikes through me, 
as if he was striking through smoke, leaving the contrails. He kind of loses coherency for a moment and laughs. I'll see you soon enough. And fades away. So we cut over to the mountain passes again and just see a breeze rustling the grass. The guard, he, he's hurt pretty bad. He's bleeding. The fires, are they out? We're working on them. Go downstairs, make sure there's no other intruders. All right, down on the outside, Otome has had a chance to get up and get kind of their surroundings. What are they going to do at this point? Uh, They are going to sneak silently away, or at least attempt to. Um, I got a question. So um, I have an ability that basically states that uh, anybody like 10 feet higher or lower than me, I get advantage on sneaking. But I know there's like multiple targets. There are multiple targets. I will. So I'm going to have you do this with advantage and disadvantage. So you'll roll three dice. Okay. And you'll take the middle one. Take the middle one. All right. That's weird. Normally, advantage and disadvantage just cancel out, so it's a regular roll. But yeah. I'll this way. I, I just yeah. want to do it this way because we're dealing with multiple areas. Yeah. That is an interesting way of doing it. Okay. Uh, what is my stealth again? My stealth is like plus 10, right? Yeah, so that's a 24 is my middle one. Okay. So you're going pretty well unseen. I think I have some other stealth abilities that I could apply to this, but I don't remember them all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Okay. I need to. So. Uh. Shapai has made their way to the... I'm assuming they're taking their movement to run downstairs. Yeah, no, I'm heading down to kind of where I assume the building's kind of built up around that pit and has its structural support. So, as you get down to the pit, you see spirits whipping around. And there in the pit, standing, is a young woman. Her eyes are glowing. It is Yogo Kyoko. Splinters of Jade's Mountain's Shadow is a work of fiction, and any resemblance to people, places, or events is purely coincidental. We are not affiliated with Edge Entertainment, Fantasy Flight Games, Asmodee International, or Wizards of the Coast. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey. Editing and sound design is by Bren Thorson. 
All music used in this production can be found in our show notes. Please follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at RPG. Thank you for listening and beware the Canson.